And welcome to Get It Right with Mike and Trey. I'm Mike. He's Trey. That's right. Say hello, Trey. Hello, Trey. But I'm bummed. This is the second podcast. The first podcast we didn't have a name. We did. We didn't really. We didn't really know what we were going to do here. Right. And you we know, we kind of kind of felt our way through it. Well, you know, but, we, um, we the word right came out a lot because, by the way, if you're a Biden liberal. Uh, communist, you probably don't want to listen right this now. This is probably not your program. So, so we knew right, and we kind of bounced around right, two right guys, right, whatever, and you came up with get it get right, right, and it was yeah. perfect. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so if, you, you know, if you're a Biden guy, if you're a leftist, uh, might I suggest you drift over to NPR for <laughs> some very soft communist stuff. Or just stay here and listen and be pissed off. <laughs> Believe me, if this doesn't piss you off, nothing will. And what's more is it will enlighten you. If you, if you just give this a chance... You're going to walk away enlightened. I promise you, you will. Yeah. Well, for years and years, Mike and I have broadcast, and now we're time to podcast. Podcasting. Yeah. So, it, you know, it, it's one of these things that the, um, the, the talk radio, conservative talk radio landscape has been making the migration to podcasting for several years now. And uh, I, I think, you know, in a few years, that's that's where you're going to get most of your conservative uh, talk and news and information and opinions and ideas is going to be podcasting. I, I think this is where it's all going to. Um, there's there's hundreds, thousands, millions of podcasters around the world right now. Right. It has become, uh, and, and the, the, the technology has gotten so good um, that almost anybody can do it. You don't need a studio full of millions of dollars worth of equipment anymore. So easy even, a caveman can do it. You betcha. Matter, matter of fact, I was a caveman just 30 years ago, and I bought a razor, and look at me now. There you go. So there we go. You know, I, I, I haven't shaved all the hair off yet. I do still have a few patches in some regions, but anyway. But we're getting a little grayer. Both uh, of us. <laughs> Especially the beard. Up. Have you noticed the beards? My hair, of course, I cut my hair pretty short, yeah. but my hair I don't believe is getting gray. I got a little gray. Yeah. But my beard, your hair is not super gray. It's just no. a little touch of gray, you but know, the beard is gray. I got a smattering of gray up on top, but most of it's in the beard. I got this kind of skunk patch thing going yeah. on right here. <laughs> you know, so it's like real dark over here and got this little white stripe there. And, uh, I, you know, so my wife, I'll just, I'll just tell a personal story. So my wife. Convinced me a couple times to try to darken it. You know, she said, you know, you want to try this? And I'm, uh, for, for a long time, I resisted it. Finally, I said, okay, I'll, I'll try. And, you know, so she gets this stuff that kind of matches the color of my hair. And it looked okay. But the thing of it is with me, the gray was back in about 72 hours. I mean, it, it, this thing grows like a weed. Right. I, Trey, I, I have burned through like six sets of clippers keeping this thing neat. Right. If I didn't trim this thing at all for the next week, I'd come in here looking like Santa Claus. You'd look like you were in ZZ Top. I, uh, yeah. I'd look like I belong in ZZ Top, you know, singing about legs and <laughs> cocaine or whatever else. <laughs> well, at least but, at least she didn't give you the Steven Seagal hair club for mid stuff. <laughs> Steve, can, can anybody have blacker hair than Steven Seagal? I'm telling you. It, see, and you get to a point as a guy you get to a certain age where it becomes so obvious what you're doing. Yeah. And now you just look stupid. Yeah. You really start to look kind of foolish. You know, let it go gray. Let it, and, and I know I know a lot of people that are going for that look now. They're letting it go gray. They're just letting it happen. And it's working for them. You just look distinguished. You now. look distinguished. Yes, that's it. You know, well, I think about the uh, the most interesting man in the world. Remember that that ad campaign for, was it Dosa Case or something? Something like that, yeah. And uh, and that, I think it was one of the most brilliant ad campaigns ever conceived. I, just it, very simple, to the point, and, and very non, uh, just 
what's the word I'm looking for? Anyway, it just it just worked, you know, and it was unique. And I thought this is great, you know. So I just wish but, I'd have come up with the idea. Didn't it turn out that that guy was like a super puss or something like that, and woke and and browbeaten? Yeah, I think he was. And and even he, though he did the stay whatever my friends, they, and he did that cool look, but yeah. I think he turned out he was just a bleh. he. Well, and he's. You know, like a, a B actor, he'd, he'd done some yeah. bit parts. That was like the biggest thing he ever did was a beer commercial. Yeah. Anyway, hope you made some money. Yeah, me too. Go woke, get broke. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what? Go ahead, go ahead. I oh, do you, do you want to start with Texas news? We're, well, I, we're just going to bounce around uh, a little bit. Yeah. So we we've got. By the way, we're in Texas. Just yeah. if anybody knows, we're we're broadcast we're podcasting from Wichita Falls, Texas, which is. A town of about 105,000 people. Yeah. It's on the north end of Texas. We're 20 miles from the Oklahoma border. Yeah, about two and a half hours northwest of Dallas and Fort Worth. Right. A couple hours southeast, southwest of uh, Oklahoma City. Like you said, right on the Red River. Yeah, if, if, so. you, if you look at the top of Texas where it gets squiggly along the Red River before it takes the big sharp turn north, we're in that little squiggly part yes. not too far from the sharp turn north. Yeah, kind of in a ditch. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So anyway... Uh, <laughs> How did we find these guys? We got a big problem in this country with illegals crossing the border. Texas, unfortunately, is bearing a massive brunt from this. And so the governor has asked local law enforcement leaders to um, join him for a border security summit. And this is going to happen in Del Rio. uh, Which is right on the Mexican border. It's right on the border. Um, anyway, here's the thing. Del Rio is probably one of two epicenters of major, major influxes of illegals, Laredo being the other. And, uh, of course, El Paso gets their share. You know, I mean, there, there's, there's lots of places along that border where people can, can cross that, can cross that border almost unchecked. There's a lot of holes in it. And the problem we've got, the biggest problem we have, and this is across, this is all the border states, New Mexico, Arizona, California as well, but Texas especially. We don't have enough people. It's not like we've got wall-to-wall border security down there. Or even a wall. We don't, we don't have a wall. But, but, well, because walls don't work, right, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> no. that's, that's the Chinese. Exactly. <laughs> how, well, how well the walls worked. When's the last time the Mongols invaded China? You know, President Trump was well on his way to getting a border wall done. And by the way, when you when you people need to understand, when you say a border wall, it doesn't mean everything's a solid concrete wall. Yeah. Some places it's fencing. It's yes. Some places you don't need a wall because it's sheer cliffs. If you've ever been in the Rio Grande Valley, yeah. The yeah. Rio it's it's really kind of a beautiful area. It's yeah. It's high desert. It's very rugged terrain. Mm-hmm. But there are places you don't need a wall or mm-hmm. fencing or anything like that because you have a natural barrier. Right. But there's places that it makes sense. Right. And we need, we need a border wall. We need fences. We need walls. We need more people. We need the best of security. Well, he uh, in speaking to Fox News, uh, the governor said, "I'm being very clear. The law that I'm going to, the law that I'm going to use, will be legal ways where Texas is going to start arresting everybody coming across the border." He said, "Unauthorized border crossers would be charged with aggravated trespass." And he promises, quote, they're going to spend a half a year in jail, if not a year in jail, as well as other actions I will will be announcing next week. So, yeah, I don't know how he's going to do this or what what law he's found. 
Because in the past, the Supreme Court has said that states don't have the right to enforce the laws. But even last week on the podcast that you and I cut that, I don't know if we've dropped yet, we discussed this on the podcast, and you actually came up with, why can't we charge them with trespassing? Because I know that for a a long time when we spoke with, in fact, we spoke with one of our friends, Drew Drew Springer, who's the state senator in our area in Texas, Mm -hmm. and he said that, that uh, Texas has to be very careful because when it comes to illegal immigration, that's a federal offense, not a state offense. But maybe Greg Abbott, and let me tell you, Abbott was a attorney general at one time. Right. So he's a lawyer. He, he's, yeah, got the, some, he's got some legal chops. Exactly. Yeah. And so maybe he's found something that hopefully he thinks will stand up in the Supreme Court, and I hope it does because it has never made sense to me mm-hmm. why a state cannot – protect its own borders, simply like you said, Mike, if nothing else, trespassing. Don't call it illegal immigration. I'm arresting you for trespassing. I'm not arresting you for illegal immigration, trespassing. Well, like I said, you know, if someone, if you've got, if you've got property out in the country, it's posted, you've got signs all the place posted, no trespassing. And someone illegally enters your property, they can be charged with trespassing. Why can't you do the same thing to people entering your country illegally, entering your state illegally? From another country. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me that Texas or New Mexico or Arizona or California cannot defend themselves. Where, especially where the federal government is failing to defend us, where the federal government is failing to protect us. Yeah, I, I look, it's, it should be their job. It should be the federal government's job to take care of this. And they're not doing it. Right. And Texas is spending, I think it, uh, it's over a billion dollars a yes. year. In, in state workers for use support services down there to, to try to help this. This is right. ridiculous. And by the way, folks, if you're listening to us from any other part of the country, yeah. this is not a Texas problem or a Southwest problem. This is an America problem. It's an America. Like you said, that's the first thing you said when we first started here. Yeah. These illegal aliens are going to end up everywhere in the country. That's right. They're putting them on buses and going all over the country. That's right. Now, look, neither one of us are against immigration. Let's be clear about that. Right. My wife is an immigrant. Mm-hmm. My wife immigrated from America. From right. She went through the process. Mm-hmm. She paid all the, the, the money that it took. She did all the fingerprinting. She, did, she literally stood in line and waited her turn right. to do this. So we're not against immigration. And I think it's fine when you have people who come across and come here on work visas, mm-hmm. as long as it's legal, as long as it, as long right. as they're, they're paying their taxes and they're protected. And the other thing that, that you have to understand with illegal aliens, they have no protection. So it's really not even fair to the illegal alien when they come over here mm-hmm. and somebody takes advantage of them and doesn't even pay a minimum wage, pays them five bucks an hour or whatever, and works them to like, like dogs because it's, it's better than what you make in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to have a system in place. And I, I agree. Does our, does our immigration policy need reform? Yeah, I think it does. Absolutely. It absolutely needs to be reformed, but the reforms have to make sense. They have to make sense. And you cannot just have people coming into your country unchecked and, uh, and unfettered. You can't. I've had people ask me, why do you think this is happening? Why, why, are they, why, they, why do they just open the floodgates and say, come on in? Because I believe, and I didn't used to believe this. I really didn't want to believe it, I think, maybe. But now I do. 
This is the Democrat Party, a.k.a. the leftist party of America's way of padding the voter rolls. They think they're going to bring in all these people. They're going to get them on a path to citizenship, a fast track to citizenship, get them the right to vote, and then they're going to be beholden to them. And they will be able to outnumber conservatives at the polls every single election, especially in primaries be able to outnumber us in every election. Well, I think that's backfiring, first of all. Because the the American people aren't having this. The American people are fed the hell up with this crap. And they want it stopped. They want answers. People want answers. Now, you may have noticed Kamala Harris, was she was sent on a tour of the Northern Triangle. What was it? Honduras, Mexico, and... uh, uh, well, Wa- the Northern Wa- Triangle is Honduras, Mexico, and Guatemala, yeah. or El Salvador, I'm sorry. El Salvador, yeah. She didn't even go to El Salvador, Honduras. She only went to uh, Guatemala and Mexico. Yeah. And so it- the, the Northern Triangle is actually Guatemala, Honduras, and, Me- and El Salvador. She didn't go to two of the three. She, so Guatemala, there, there's people and, and protesting. she went to Mexico. There's people holding signs saying, go home, mind your own business. Oh, and by the way, Trump won. And uh, she was just, she was basically rejected there and they didn't even talk about border policy in mexico they didn't talk about stemming the flow of illegals into this country they didn't come to any resolutions this was a do nothing basically she got a mini vacation at your expense and my expense exactly she didn't accomplish one damn thing now and well she hasn't done anything on this border this was announced what 60 days ago or 45 days ago, whatever, that Harris was going to... My Vice President Kamala Harris is going to take over this border thing. She hadn't even been to the border. I, and she's not going to be. I don't believe she has any intention of ever actually going to the border. This this whole... And we talked about this on the, on the first show. This whole thing with her and this her vice presidency, this is the strangest feel I've ever gotten oh, yeah. from a vice president. There, there, she's, she's the... She's a... a She's doing nothing. I mean, there's not anything of substance going on She's here. She's almost like a cartoon character. Just about. I mean, a, a caricature or something. She's not even doing anything substantive that she's been asked to do. Just, yeah, they made her, the, you know, she's the, uh, well, the immigration czar or whatever. Border, the borders are. The yeah. borders are. Really? But she hasn't visited the border. Now, Jen Psaki, the White House uh, mouthpiece, you know, old circle back Psaki, comes out and says, well, you know, well, she, she's got you know, people that she's been directing to go do things there, and, you know, she, in, in essence, she's there. No, not in essence, damn it. We want her there. Well, you, exactly right. And not only that, there was actually, she was interviewed, I think, from somebody on CNN, and he said, are you going to go to the border? And she said, we're at the border, in her little snide comment away. And he said, no, but are you going to the border? We're at the border. You know, she did that, and then finally she said, uh, I ain't going to Europe. What the <laughs> hell does that have to do? The, the thing is, this lady's not stupid. This lady's a former prosecutor, but I don't think she's very good under under pressure. I don't think she is either. I don't, I don't think Biden is either. Uh, well, I hell, think, who knows what he – Well, who's pulling his strings or what he's on to even well, make himself I, get up there and I, talk? I, I think he's, he's being fed responses. Yeah. Uh, literally being fed responses as the interviews going on. Um, I think that, um, no, I don't think she's very good under pressure. And I, I think so much of her career perhaps was just 
a dog and pony show. She's charismatic. Yeah. She, she does have some charisma. Yeah. She's mildly attractive. She she was she's she's biracial and multiracial. No, uh, she's she's clicking all the boxes. She, checking uh, yeah, all the boxes. Exactly. And she's from California. Now it, her dog and pony show wouldn't fly in Texas or Oklahoma no. or whatever, but in California, yeah, she gets there and, and flaps her little eyes. He goes, hey, I, I was a poor child from a biracial family and blah, 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 blah. And in California, they ate that shit up. Yeah, they, they love the race card. They love the race card. <laughs> they ate the there. shit with a spoon over there. <laughs> but here's the thing. Well, big spoons. Yeah. Well, like like you used to get the ice cream with the, there, you know, with the big spoon. There you the go. Yeah. The carton with. But she, uh, there's there's no substance to her at all. Just nothing. She's. I don't think she'll ever, ever do anything of any worth or value where this border problem is concerned. I don't think there's any intention for her to. Um, I think that they know, and by they I mean the the Democrats, I think they know that when the 2022 midterms come around, it may be a whole different show in Congress. Oh yeah, They've only got a four-seat majority right now in the House. It's a 50-50 split in the Senate. Harris being president of the Senate is the deciding vote. Um. They and they've already got dissension in the ranks. In well, the Joe Senate. Manchin. Oh, oh, Manchin. Well, I mean, I mean, Manchin's refusing to get behind a Democrat-only endorsed uh, infrastructure bill. He, he's refu- flatly refusing to do and it. And the election bill. And the election bill. And and he's not. He says he's not going to support uh, getting rid of the filibuster. So yeah. you know, you've already got dissension in the ranks. And with a guy like Manchin, you know, like him or hate him, he's the guy's got stroke. He's got power. And he's got influence. And I think he's got more influence on his party, perhaps, than the squad does, AOC or Tlaib or any of them. I think he's got more influence with the ones that matter, perhaps. He can, well, for lack of a better way to put it, he can strong arm them and knows how to do it. But here's the crazy thing. This is going to be our president, Mike. I know. You you and I both agree that the chances of Biden making it four years is almost nil. No. Um, and and by the way, I thought about this the other night. When I was out grilling, I was cooking hamburgers on the grill outside, and I was just thinking, you know, mm-hmm. and I thought about this, and I thought, okay, you're, I agree with the midterm elections. It's going to flip. If Biden is still the president at the midterm elections, how much longer do the Democrats leave him in there before putting Harris in, knowing that she has a huge mountain to climb to, to become the president? Yeah. You know, for, be elected as president? Mm-hmm. And they, they know it's going to be a lot easier for her to be elected as a president, as an incumbent, than as a vice president. So are they going to try? I'm going to say after the midterm elections, if if things flip like we expect for them to, mm-hmm. Biden's out within six months, if he makes it to the midterms. If he makes it to the midterms, yeah. That he's without he's out within six months. I don't think, if if I'm a Democratic strategist, if I'm a party strategist, I don't think that I see a realistic path for Harris to get elected president. I, I don't. I don't see a, a path for her to make it there. I don't think that she has. First of all, okay, they struck gold with Bill Clinton. Oh yeah, they struck gold with Barack Obama. Yep, but they haven't struck gold since. No, and and I think there was a hope at one point. Y'all try not to wet yourselves out there when I say this. I think there was a I think there was a hope at one point that uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke, 
you know, the 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 fake Mexican they call Beto. Yeah. Uh, that he was the second coming of Barack Obama. Yeah, I'm more yeah. Mexican than he is, and I'm none. <laughs> My watch is more Mexican than him, yeah. and it was made in Canada. Yeah. I think. Um, but anyway, it, it's. I think there was some hope that maybe he might be that he had he had that charm, he had that personality, and it fell flat, and they dropped him like a hot potato. Now he's going to run for you know uh, governor of Texas. Good luck with that, you, you he, metrosexual he's not, doofus. He's not even in anything right now. No, he he was in the he was in the House of Representatives. Yeah. At one time, yeah. and he was in—I believe he was in the Texas House of Representatives yeah. at one time. Ran, ran, ran for the uh, uh, ran against Ted Cruz yeah, in the lost. Uh, general election for U.S. Senate. Lost, lost, um, lost with the most amount of money ever spent on a senatorial race up at that until that time. He raised an insane amount of money from out of state. That's right. A lot of out-of-state donors supported him. It's still lost, but I just don't think the Democrat. If I'm a Democratic strategist, I don't look at Kamala Harris and think. Yeah, presidential material. I don't see that. I don't look at she does not have the she's not she's not likable. She's just not likable. No, she she's about as likable as Hillary Clinton. Yeah. She just doesn't have the baggage as much baggage on the national stage as Hillary Clinton. Right. She could have had all the baggage she's got now and nobody would have cared because nobody would know who she is. Right. Had she never been first lady of the United States and then eventually a senator from New York, no one would know, no one would care. But she was she was not likable, and neither is Kamala Harris. She's just not likable. And I don't I, I can't imagine anybody in the Democratic Party with half a brain remaining functioning thinking that she's worth the gamble because you're going to have to spend an incredible amount of money. I mean, we're talking $140-$50 million minimum campaign, and I'm, and that's being real conservative. Sorry, dams, to use that word with you. <laughs> uh, that's being real conservative on the money side. If you could raise it, and it might be a $200 million campaign. I don't know. You'd have to raise an obscene amount of money to get her the exposure, and even then, I don't think it works. That's why they want so damn bad to get rid of the Electoral College. Oh, yeah. Because then uh, you have basically four areas of the country that elect a president every single time. And the, and the middle America, piss off. You don't get a vote anymore. Yeah, that, that ought to scare the living hell out of you. Oh, if you live should. anywhere outside of California, New York... Texas, Texas, or Florida, you have no more say you, in you, it. You, the, getting rid of the electoral college ought to scare the living shit out of you. The 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 major, the major, liberal controlled metro areas of the country will forever elect a Democratic president. You'll never have another Republican in the White House. Yeah. Simple as that. Because those areas are dominated by the left, and and I there. I don't liberal doesn't go far enough anymore. They're leftists. We we left liberalism 25 years ago. Now we have drifted into full-on leftism. And now you've got people who have been around a while like the Clintons, okay? Who are are buying into it hook line and sinker because it's money in the bank for them. Oh, absolutely cuz the thing you look at it. Bill Clinton was a liberal, but he wasn't even an ultra liberal. But no. he was not a leftist. No, he was at not. all. No. He was a second. He 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 was a second amendment person. Yeah, I mean, he, Bill Clinton was did did not come. Now his wife was was pretty lefty. Yeah, but he personally was not. You nope. look at his record. He was a Democrat and he was on the liberal side of it, but he was not a leftist. He at was all. the kind of guy that somebody like you and me could go have a beer with. 
potentially. Real quick while we got a couple. The only difference is we'd have to take some young girls with us. We will, yeah. (laughs) And we probably had to pay for beer. Yeah. Uh, Real quick, before we run out of time here, uh, making China pay up. There is a growing desire for China to pay, literally pay, for the pandemic. Now that it's coming out that, yeah, you know what? This probably was a virus that was manipulated in the Wuhan uh, Institute of Virology lab, and it probably did escape the lab. And gosh, we're so sorry. Uh, sorry, don't cut it. We want money. Well, even if it, even if they can't prove that, and they say, okay, it came out of a wet market, the China still had an obligation to try to control it when they had That's a right. chance, and they did. Right. By the way, folks, and Mike can verify, and anybody who was listening, six months ago, I said this on the radio. Yes, I said here was my idea. We ought to tell. Tell uh, China, everybody, every every country in the world, no, but we don't owe you money. Right. Now I'm not talking about the Chinese people, right? Our individual investors. I'm talking about the the country of China, the government of China that that we owe money that mm-hmm. owns that owns uh, debts that the United States right. or anybody else holds. They all go up, oh, debt called in. Right. And secondly, if you have any uh, public holdings, right, of land or buildings or anything in our country. Now they belong to us. Yeah, just take it. What, what if the whole what world? What are you gonna do? If let's say if the top ten countries in the world that do business with China, that just the top, just the top ten, no one else, just the top ten that do business with China, all did this. What's China going to do about it? Yeah, are you going to fight a war with all ten of us? Do, do you really want to do that? Well, not just that. What are you going to do? Quit, quit sending stuff to us? Fine, we'll make our own crappy stuff. Yeah, and by the way, you'll collapse your economy. That's the whole thing. China's whole economy is based on on other other countries consuming. That's right, and no the whole economy and no country is capable of consuming more of their stuff than we are. We have we have this free country full of people with good incomes, with good jobs, with money to spend, and a huge appetite for disposable goods. That's right. And that's all you really get from China is disposable goods. Somebody, somebody I saw somebody post on Facebook, they, they, they did a move and they plugged their TV back in and like half the screens out. And they're like, oh, what do we do? Throw it in the trash, go buy another one. What what you pay? Like what? $600 for that at Walmart. Yeah. It, it'll cost you 1200 to fix it. Throw it away and go buy you another $600 TV. We are a very disposable economy. And we've got this country full of people that are, Takers and not givers. Oh, you're damn right about that. And and we like our stuff. We like our smartphones. We like our 4K flat screen HD TVs. We love it all. And we we are not. We are not going to live without this stuff, Trey. We're not. No. So here. if we can't buy it from them, we'll make it ourselves. And and I've said this before, and, pe- and people have fought with me. They, people have absolutely fought with me about this. They say, oh, you can't make the iPhone in America. Nobody would be able to afford it. That's the hell they won't. Trey, if you've got a – can you imagine doing business without your phone right now? Oh, no. Could it, you it, run your business today without that phone? It'd be awful hard. It'd be real hard. It'd be real tough. Can you imagine having to run around and find it with a pager and have to go find a pay phone to call what somebody What would it cost about? you? I mean, you go back to, like you said, can you? Yeah, can yes. you? But what would it cost you? And what cost? Well, here's like, the thing. What's the cost? You, if, that's, if that iPhone is $2,500, if that $800 iPhone suddenly becomes $2,500, yeah, you'll bitch and moan about it, and you'll be mad about it, and you'll, you'll be just fuming mad about it. But you know what you'll do? You'll pay for it. 
Yeah. You'll put it on the easy payment plan, 24 months, and you'll buy that phone. You know why? Because you're addicted and you can't live without it. My, my, my iPhone that I carry around, I got four email accounts in there that I use every day. Mm-hmm. I've got my calendars. I've got uh, invoices, forms, stuff that I use in my real estate business and everything that I use every day in there. And you know what? If I, had, if I didn't have this, could I still do my job? Yeah. But like you said, how hard would it be? And what's your time worth? And, and how much? And how much business would you possibly lose? And exactly. Oh, I, I mean, if it's if it real estate, if you lose one house deal, that's right. I, I had two deals today that I secured. Two deals, all because I had that on me, and I was able to get the call and respond to the call within minutes and got the deal. Without that, without your phone, you know, you're hunting for somewhere to make a phone call. We're not going to do that anymore. We love our stuff. We love our toys. We're not going to give that up. And China is not going to give up selling it to us. They're just not because they love our money and they love they love what it's done for their economy. But they still want to hold on to that communist mentality, that communist control. Like the, the government, you know, just last week was the anniversary of the Tiananmen Square massacre. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we talked about this a little bit. Yeah, we did. And. We have a whole generation now of people in America that have no idea what Tiananmen Square is and have no idea what happened there. They, they, they weren't alive. And by the way, all you got to do is Google it, YouTube it. The shit's right all the It's on the and, internet. And it was, it was a horrible, horrible damn thing that happened there. Sure. People were murdered in the streets. They were murdered. But there's a whole generation of Americans that don't remember that. But you remember. I remember. We watched it. We watched it unfold on we TV. We watched it live on TV. We watched, watched it, it Watched the, the students stand there and get run over by a tank. Yeah, tank man. We yeah. saw that. We saw that happen as it happened. Yes. But we have Real a whole time. generation of people that, that have no memory of it whatsoever. And and history is hard for some people. They don't They don't like to read. They don't like to research. But I'll, in, in closing today's show, I'm going to tell you, folks, even what you hear us talk about, don't just take our word for stuff. Go do your own homework. Whether it's China, whether it's communism, whether it's the economy, whether well, it's, you can take my word for it. But well, my, my, no, no, I agree with you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's been proven right. Ninety nine point nine seven percent of the time. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but you know, go do your own homework. Take this is what I tell. I've been telling people for twenty years to do this. Take ten minutes out of your day, ten two five minute blocks out of your day somewhere, and do a little research online. On your lunch break, on your smoke break, whatever, do a little research. Five, two five-minute blocks, 10 minutes a day, do your own homework, and you will be shocked at what you can learn. That's right. Absolutely shocked. We will be back with another episode of Get It Right with Mike and Trey very soon. And we'll have to figure out how to tell people how to get it. it it's going to be on Buzz. Buzzsprout. Sprout. Right. And you'll you'll find you we've got a, a Facebook page. Get it right with Mike and Trey. Look us up on Facebook and we'll have other ways for you to do it. I'm sure it'll find its way onto YouTube as well. Uh, you'll find us out there. Just keep and, and tell your friends about us. Tell your neighbors about us. Share the information. Share the love, if you would. There you please. go. See you next time, guys. Mm-hmm.